You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Much. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for tuning in to the Paper Cuts Podcast, Issue 87. I am your host, Dan Ryan, and joining me this evening are Mr. Dean DeFalco. John Cena sucks. Um, <laughs> Mr. Evan Goldstein. Hi. <laughs> and and leaving a giant mat-sized hole in the show, not joining us this week, uh, Mr. Matthew Much. Gentlemen, it was a huge, massive, huge even uh, week of comics. We had four DC Rebirth books. We had Civil War proper, number one. Um, and Old Man Logan, which is still the best book that's currently being published. Uh, so how we did this, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, was there's four of us on the show, even though one of us is not here tonight. We decided that with four Rebirth books coming out, we would split them up because Convergence nearly killed me, and I didn't <laughs> want to have to read all of them in case they were horrible. And um, we split them up. So I read Batman, Dean read Superman, Evan read Green Arrow, and Matt read Green Lanterns. Now, to you, our loyal listeners, we wouldn't want to deny you the review of Green Lanterns Rebirth number one, uh, written in a message here by our own Matthew Much. It's going to be uh, guest read by my lovely and talented wife, Tiffany. So hold on one second as I pass her the mic, and she's going to kick us off. Uh, before we do that, though, real quick. This is a spoiler show. We're going to spoil these books, and we curse a lot, so earmuffs. Ready? <laughs> Tiffany, doing her best, Matthew Much. Let's give it a shot. <clears throat> Green Lanterns was okay. I don't know how long either of the two now designated lanterns have been in action. The woman not very long, it seems and they've had their power batteries fused to force them to play nice and stop butting heads. The other human lanterns are all elsewhere in the galaxy, and they point out how weird it is that Earth has so many. <laughs> it was like he was here. <laughs> that was genius. <laughs> <laughs> Matt needs to be out more often. <laughs> That was so good. So good. <laughs> so there's there's your review of Green Lantern's rebirth number one. Um I don't I don't know if that's a pass or a buy from Matt. It sounds kinda like a pass to me. I don't know. Um, well we know Matt and he's going to pick up the next one. Right, he is. So, so. uh so uh Dean. <laughs> Your yep. book was uh, was the one that I was the most curious about. Uh, Superman Rebirth number one. L let me hear what what's going on. So, if you guys haven't caught on uh, by now, the the Superman that we know and have come to love in the New Fifty Two books, uh, kicked the bucket. He was fighting what seems like the living embodiment of the Burning Man festival, and. Uh, <laughs> He died. Fighting a bunch of dirty hippies. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
All of them. This just in: Superman dies fighting hippies. <laughs> Film at eleven. Oh Jesus. Um, anyway, it it um it's it's not a bad book, but yeah um so so what happens is he he dies um and this book is about um oh god what is it Earth Earth two Superman the the old mm-hmm. Superman the the Superman that we know uh from before. Uh, Flashpoint happened is on this earth somehow and he kind of comes around he's like ah no Superman huh he's dead huh I was dead once I remember that well um I'm gonna see if I can fix that because world kind of needs a Superman uh so long story short I'm just gonna tell you um the creators basically are saying that that one's gone. There, you can't. He can't come back. He can't come back by the same means that old Clark came back. That that's what we know for a fact, and that's what this book was establishing. That old Clark is back. Well, he's gonna be back donning the uh, the Superman persona, and that new Clark is gone because because reasons. I really don't know. I mean, he was turning into fucking Goku. Like, he had 17,000 fucking power levels. He could explode into an atomic bomb or something crazy. Like, mm-hmm. he was he, getting a bit... could he expel, like, solar yeah. flare yeah, all right. thing? Yeah, he, he was getting a bit too powerful, so maybe it was a good thing he died. Um, but yeah, he, uh, th- what they said is he's gone. What ends up happening is, uh, Clark is, the, um, old Clark is I'm gonna go OC and NC. That's what I'm gonna say. So OC's all like, uh, maybe I can go over to you know NC's. I'm just you know fuck. That's not gonna work. <laughs> oh Clark, and Clark. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> I take it back. What a terrible idea. Anyway, uh, old Clark is saying, listen, maybe I could go to New Clark's Fortress of Solitude and and he might have the regeneration matrix and I could stick him in it and uh, he'll be good as new. That sounds way dirtier than I think you wanted it to. Oh well, I'm I'm not I'm not changing Stick, it. You um. Anyway, while well, on his way to getting Clark's ashes because he was basically incinerated by the living embodiment of the Burning Man festival, um, he runs into <laughs> Lana Lang, who in this Earth is really smart, is an engineer, and she's all just fucking like I'm I'm gonna. Bury him with his parents because that's what he wanted and blah, blah. All right, yeah, whatever. That's great. So uh, she ends up kind of conniving him into taking her and Clark's remains, new Clark's remains, mind you, uh, to the Fortress of Solitude. And that's when we find out that Clark never got the regeneration matrix. I guess he skipped that part of the game. So sucks for new Clark. (laughs) He's out of the game. For now, uh, Until yeah. So for now, minutes from yeah. now, when DC decides to reboot their universe again. Well, that, uh, that's the point I'm getting to. Uh, nothing is forever in comic books. We've seen 14 iterations of Wolverine, the couple of Spider-Man. Um, God knows how many times Jean Grey has come back. Um, need Not I say more? I, I really say. don't. Not enough. Yeah, not not enough. Obviously, <laughs> there's currently anyway, like three um, of them running around. Yeah, I I don't feel that this was a like it wasn't a bad book. It's telling you that hey, we're throwing out the new Superman idea. Or we're just gonna bring old Clark back because that you know it's, it's 
we're bringing back the old numbering. Might as well bring back old Clark. So it's it's not even I, when you I I'm looking at it now. When you said old Clark, I didn't. I thought you meant like the old like no, no, Alex Rossi. No, 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 no. no. Uh, not not lo- not like we, Earth. One, every Earth version one. of Superman, just shy of the red and blue electric boogaloo ones, is in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? Oh, I hated them so much. Yeah, I'm really happy oh, they they're were not the back. Worst. Make yeah, in the uh, in the Ugh, in the coming it. attractions, uh, it's 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 not. I'm not too happy because they're like, we're gonna release all these super books. It's it's the year of super, and I'm like, oh no. So we got we got Chinese Superman, we got Lex Luthor Superman, we got Supergirl. I, there might even be a Super Dog. I don't. Crypto might be coming back. Fuck I don't yeah, know. At, at any rate. Yeah, I mean that. Whatever. Listen, I w- I'll read the shit out of a crypto I, I'm book. Sh- I'm sure you would, and I that's still cool am. and all. But <laughs> anyway. those books I told you about that my kids keep getting out of the library—they got the Plastic Man and Flexi Frog book today. I was fucking hyped for story time. Plastic, <laughs> Plastic Man's pretty dope. Plastic I Man was hyped and Flexi for Frog story time. See, Plastic Man, he, like they're going after the villain Croc, but uh, okay, Pla- right. Flexi can, Frog can... has to go by himself because Plastic Man has a sunburn and it hurts him to move. Can can I finish this, please? <laughs> like I'm almost done. Sorry, this happens every goddamn book I, know, I read, I or every fucking game I want to talk. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, um, it's it's not a bad book, but it was. I, I I feel most of these rebirth books, besides the the proper one that we read, are really just stage setters for what's going to be coming. So, I I wasn't expecting a lot. I didn't get a lot out of it. I was like, all right, old Clark's back. Cool. I don't hate it. I'm not mad that he's back because, like I said, New Clark was overpowered. Um, I don't think there was much more room to go before you hit the ceiling. You were going to get back to that invincible Superman thing again, and that's not good. <laughs> you, you don't want to hit that no. within 52 issues. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, whatever. All right, he's dead now. Um, I, I don't care if he comes back because... Um, well, I just don't. I I think Superman was one of the. <laughs> Listen, I to, to be I honest, I, I I just don't like. <laughs> I think Superman out of the new Fifty Two uh, was probably some of the weaker storylines in, mm. uh, what we had going on. I liked the Flash stuff. I liked Aquaman at the beginning. I liked a lot of the Green Lantern stuff before uh, Venditti, but that's nothing against him. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I liked, uh, I love Batman, you know, but I feel like out of those, you know, Justice League stable characters, I feel like Superman was on the weaker side, uh, on the weaker story side anyway. Is this just one artist? You know what? I don't know. Uh, does anyone Doug have the, the book? Hold of... on. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's I, I, I saw Menke. that. I, I, it's I'll, the Superman that he is drawing, like the, the Doomsday fight. Pretty badass looking. Oh no, it was great. Yeah. Um. The the I call him the the mullet Superman, but in this one they have full long haired Superman. Pretty badass looking. Bearded Superman looks like the guy doesn't know how to draw a beard on a guy. It, no, it just looks like black paint. <laughs> it just looks like he got dirt on his face. <laughs> well, maybe that's uh, yes. dirty face Superman and not bearded Superman. There it is. Five o'clock shadow Superman. Anyway, uh, yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I, do you really need to read this? No. Uh, you could probably wait till the 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 new book comes out if you're really excited about Superman. I don't really think this this added anything to what you needed to hear. 
unless you really, really, really wanted a lot of closure for new Superman, which I don't think many people do. But that's just me. Well, there you oh, go. I'm, I'm, I'm happy old Clark's back. All hail OC, the TV <laughs> show with all the teenagers. Did, <laughs> did Who Action didn't love comic- that show? I mean, come uh, on now. Okay. Uh, I, I'm show raising my hand, literally. <laughs> um, oh, me too. Did Action actually. Comics stop... Someone's internet is slightly off. <laughs> um, did Action Comics is stop it? at 9.57? Yeah, and they're re-going back. Or, or, or was it 905? Like, are they counting the 52 issues that happened? Oh, oh. You know um, what I'm saying? Like they did with that Thor shit in Marvel. They shit, did that. Not you know too long what? Ago. I'm I'm not sure actually. That's okay. a very good question. Uh, w- well, what's the numbering on the uh, the preview? Does it say? In the preview, it says uh, Adventures in Action Comics nine fifty seven. All right. Well, let, let's let's take a look. I'm picking up my phone right now. Uh, you guys, uh, if you guys have anything to say about this book, just talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out right now. While uh, kind of pretty. Well, I think the art is pretty okay. good. Neither of us read it, so like I said, I, I don't have too much to say. I don't think. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I, I didn't find the book all, all that great. Um, all right, I'm. Let's talk about another book while I'm looking this up, though. All right. Well, I, I want to jump in with my book because, from what I understand, Evan got mm-hmm, the best mm-hmm. of the bunch out of the uh, Rebirth uh, books. Uh, so I'm gonna go with go. Uh, Batman Rebirth here. Uh, so written yeah, by yeah he did, yeah he did. <laughs> written by uh, Tom King um, and sort of <clears throat> co-written by Scott Snyder with art by um, Michael Janine, I believe is how you pronounce it. I don't know. It's it's <clears throat> whatever. Um, first of all, the book looks gorgeous. This is the uh, the team that was on Grayson. So. <clears throat> Had I realized that before we divvied up the books last week, I would not have read Batman Rebirth because, boy, did I hate Grayson when that book came out. Um, and this book... <laughs> Dick Grayson is Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I remember that line specifically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we uh, we did some deep cuts on that I, one. Yeah, I, man, I did not care for that book. And this book, I don't know... It wasn't... I, I feel the same way that Dean felt about Superman Rebirth. This wasn't a bad book, but considering that when the New 52 started, we got in Batman number one, the first chapter of the Court of Owls storyline, which was so good. I mean, it was just absolutely brilliant. This is not the first chapter of Court of Owls. It is kind of just establishing that Bruce Wayne is Batman again. Um, and Are his parents dead? His parents are still dead, uh, okay. so that's good. I guess um, <clears throat> he gets a new not Robin named uh, Duke Thomas. Uh, he's Duke Thomas, a, a nice. young African-American kid who is wearing a weird yellow Batman suit. Uh, but Bruce, like Bruce says to him, um, you know, you're not going to be Robin. I'm trying something, uh, you know, I'm trying something new. And he gives him like this weird, like biker looking like, you know, those ads. Yeah, it looks like a. It looks like a motorcycle. Yeah, I was going to say, like, those ads for those, like, really shitty motorcycle, you know, uh, get-ups, where it's like, hey, this is a Batman motorcycle get-up, and just as awful as you think that would be, that's kind of what this looks like. Um, the the coolest part of this book was they kind of uh, tweaked Calendar Man a little bit, that, and that was the main reason that I wanted to read this book. I think Calendar Man is a really cool character. Um, 
I don't know why. It, it's uh, probably <laughs> from the Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale stuff that had Calendar Man in it. Um, but in this version, Calendar Man apparently dies and is reborn with the seasons. So oh, that's fucking dull. He dies and pretty bad. At, like, yeah, it's very cool. Like there's a panel here of him molting out of his skin, and a new Calendar Man comes out. And from from the story that I'm, they I'm told, s- okay. he is a different person, but has all of the same memories of the previous incarnations that he has been. So sort of like he's fucking Doctor Who. Are you like kidding me? The Doctor. Um, but way more fucked up, uh, and he doesn't change his face. Like he still, um, he still looks like Julian Day. So, uh, <laughs> I thought that part was really cool. The rest of the book, there's nothing in here that I that I feel compelled to recommend to anybody to read. Um, it looks great, but that's about it. Like nothing moved forward. We just, it's just Batman talking to. Duke Thomas and and like I got to the last page of the book and Alfred throws an avocado down into the fucking hole and like bats fly up like and nothing happened there was just nothing in this book and it's like eh, okay well I mean awesome I mean, you know Duke Ellington with <laughs> Batman that's fantastic we're gonna get some great jazz I mean I'm excited for Batman number one um because I I don't hate Tom King's writing I I didn't care for Grayson but I've read other stuff of his that I did really like um. So he's taking over the book solo next month with David Finch doing the artwork. Now, from what we know of David Finch, he won't be on the book for very long. He never is on books for very long. But it's always fucking great when he is because he's an amazing artist. I mean, his Moon Knight run, fucking stellar. It's so Mm -hmm. good. So good. I love Mm -hmm. David Finch's artwork. So I'll be in for the artwork alone. I am more excited for August when All-Star Batman number one comes out because that is the new Scott Snyder and John Romita Jr. and Declan Shalvey Batman book. Oh, deal. That's what I... John Romita Jr. and Declan Shalvey... And Scott Snyder all doing Batman. Yes. But John Romita and Declan Shalvey Shalvey sharing the art? I I don't know. Aren't they like polar opposite art styles? Does it matter? Doesn't yeah. matter. Well, yeah, no, it does. Jo- I hate John Romita. I know you art. do. I know you do, and I don't know why. Because you're a crazy person. Because everybody looks exactly the same. <laughs> easy, but easy. I peeked Sorry. out a little bit there. I apologize. <laughs> Did you? By the way, that just reminds me. Spoilers from last week. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, spoilers. Um, not last week's episode of this week's episode, but last week's episode of the <laughs> Shut Paper Up Cuts Dan. podcast. Um, spoilers for Captain America, Steve Rogers, number one. When he pops up and says "Hail Hydra" at the end. There was a meme going around of Captain Canada, um, and it said, I'm not sorry, on it. <laughs> it <was> fucking amazing. <laughs> so good. So funny. Oh, God damn it. That made me laugh. Um, but anyway, so that's coming out in August. Uh, this book, no, you don't need to buy this. This is a pass. Um, nothing really happened in this book. I would. Uh, people are going to buy it because it has a rebirth banner. Uh, but you really don't need to, um, you know, save your four bucks or three bucks or whatever it was and wait till next month and pick up Batman. Number one would be my recommendation. Um, Evan it hit me yep. with uh, green arrow. Cause like I said, I heard that that was the best of the bunch. Well, if by what I'm listening to, I'm going to agree with whomever told you that um, story by Benjamin Percy. 
art by someone I'd never heard of, Otto Schmidt. Um, Isn't that the Red Skull? First off, yeah. It might be. <laughs> uh, first off, I really liked the art. I really, really liked the art. It, everything was moving at all times, and that's exactly what this character needs to do because he's powerless. He needs to be, like, constantly going and fighting. And Anywho, and I don't... Did either of you read, like, 52 Green Arrow? No. No. Okay. <clears throat> My I read, like, one or two of them, and I don't remember whether it was all... You know how he's kind of a dick? Mm-hmm. And he's he's a a liberal pig, as so aptly put in this in this within the first page of this book. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them concentrating on that in the fifty two. This he's back to his old self. He's back to being a socialist. Yeah, and he's got money, and he's trying to make things better. And this story, like, you need to read this to to appreciate the rest of this arc because. There is this like group of people stealing or kidnapping other people and putting them up for like sale <laughs> for for what reasons? I don't know. Human trafficking, all right. <laughs> yeah. But they look very zombie or mum mummy like. So <laughs> everybody's underground and there's they're stealing the homeless so that nobody really worries about it. Like nobody's gonna come looking for these people. Right, nobody gives but a shit. But of course, is is the I thought give behind a shit. that? No, I'm saying that right. that's Many the thought shits. there. But of course, Mister Mister Queen, being the person that he is, he gives a shit. And uh, at the very beginning of the book, he gives like there's a couple of panhandlers, and one of them is a little kid, and he gives the the little kid a hundred dollar bill. That hundred dollar bill. Well, you know, they thank, you know, thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Mr. Beard Man. And <laughs> Mr. Beardy guy. The Mr. Beardy face. And the uh, accidentally the kid lets go of the bill and it, you know, flies over to the sewer. Of course, that's where his mother gets kidnapped. And that's where the whole story unfolds. Got at, it. At some point in time, I don't know why, but Black Canary shows up. Oh, sweet. Like, I don't know why she's in this book, but... Like, because everybody was of, pissed that they had no relationship in the new 52. And now it's back. Well, which is fine. I'm just saying in this specific issue, <laughs> I'm okay with them having well. a relationship. But like the way they introduce her is she is like wearing this like ratty looking cloak and she's dragging the child around that he interacted with earlier. Now, the kid's just screaming for his mom. And that's when Mr. Arrow steps in and she's like, ha ha, you don't remember me. And she takes off the cloak and she's wearing, you know, the stockings, the the booty shorts and the leather jacket underneath that cloak. They apparently only have met once or twice. Um, They go on well, they clean the kid up. They go on the hunt for the baddies, which is underground in this. It's called the jungle, which is this Ewokian like foresty place where all the homeless go to, to live. Ewokian, I love it. <laughs> you got an imagery in your head. It's an art style. Um so they they you would, know they follow the trail of the bed. Endorian? Just <laughs> No, because Endor Endorian would be more woods. Oh, okay. I'm enough. talking about the homes and whatnot. Very Ewokian. Oh, okay. Very Ewokian. And just making sure I didn't read the book. Worse. Okay. All right. Um <laughs> so they they fight the bad guys, they find out, you know, where they're going and 
they just it, it, they look like vampires or I don't know. They remind me of well, it's it's a do you remember the the Buffy episode where those guys take the people's voices? Anybody? Nobody. Uh, I'm not Buffy. that far yet. Actually, actually oh my, my girlfriend's God, making I'm me leaving. Watch <laughs> no, I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. Don't be mad at me. Wrong podcast, Evan. They're called the gentlemen, and th- they remind me of a cross between the gentlemen and vampires. I'm a gentleman. And of course, you know, Black Canary does her screamy thing. Green Arrow does his shooty arrow thing. They bust the joint up. <laughs> pew, pew, it's exactly and, what it sounds like in my you know, head too. They win the day, and the last page is them, you know, I guess they, let's say this book takes place over a 24-hour period after meeting, this would be their second meeting, they, they're they just shy of fucking on this rooftop, <laughs> so. Well, but think about it's it. It's awesome. Think about it. It is awesome. You're so charged with emotion and testosterone and, and fucking just hype, you're hype, the hype is fuck. Uh, Adrenaline. Adren- that's the word I was looking for, but I went with hyped as fuck instead. Hyped as fuck works, man, right? <laughs> and, like, you're both good looking, you're both in shape, you're fit fucking birds, and god damn it. Let's fuck! Why wouldn't you? Yeah. He did shave the beard, though, right? Like, doesn't he have a beard? He took the, the beard yeah. down back to... Th- he had a beard at the very beginning, but it's very difficult to, like... It's not like he's... It's not like he's wearing... He's just... He, he shaved his mutton chops. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. He still rocks the goatee. They made a point. Now he's rocking a goatee. Same shit. It doesn't really matter. So book looks great. Buy this book. Story was a lot of fun. Yes, buy this one. All right. Really enjoyed it. Had a good time. Who one out of four. Th- okay. Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. Out of Green Lanterns, Superman, Batman, and Green Arrow, that the only book we recommend you buy is Green Arrow. Yeah. All right. It's like Aquaman for fifty-two. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, all yeah. right, I feel it. Fucking feel it. All right. right on. All right, all right what's next? Yeah. Moon Knight number three, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Greg Smallwood, and coloring by Jordi Belair. So I have I, no fucking idea what is happening in this book. Thank you. I still have three issues. Holy three issues. Shit. I have no fucking clue. Did we read? Did we review number two? We Yeah, yeah. we reviewed all three because okay. we're just like, we want to know what happens. We all like Moon Knight. We're all committed. <laughs> but what's going on, guys? You got to give us a little something here. He's escaping. That's it. He's escaping the institution. This whole back and forth between reality and Egyptian overworld, I think they're calling uh, it, or underworld? Otherworld. Otherworld? Underwear. No, Overvoid. We're not sure if that's the real. Overvoid. And I don't think we're going to know if that's real for at least 12, 14, 22 <laughs> issues. <laughs> Skip some numbers there, I think. I like this book. I, I, I love this book. I, I like it a lot. I love seeing the crazy side of Moon Knight. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know that like I would recommend it for a lot of people. I like this book nope. quite, a, quite a bit. Um, my biggest issue with this book uh, the art is great. The coloring is great. Uh, the fucking writing is great, except for Frenchie. He's a little too French. Like I don't need Zutalu. Like, just... <laughs> wait, Zutaloo. Frenchie is is too French for you? Is that Frenchie what you're telling me? Frenchie is too <laughs> fucking French, man. Like, oh god damn Get it! Get out of here, Frenchie. You you Frenchie French. I love the fact French. that they're they're going way deep into the Egyptian mythology. Like it's great stuff. So good. Yeah, that I. Like Anubis shows up in this in this fucking issue, and like they're talking about you know like the trickster gods and like they you're right they're 
they are deep diving into fucking Egyptian mythology, and I fucking dig that. I'm into it. I'm my <laughs> only my only problem with this issue is um what, what was the black girl's name? Uh, Gina. Uh, Gina. Gina. Yeah. Gina is not seeing the Egyptian world right at all. When Anubis shows up as the ferryman, mm-hmm. I really wanted to see her side. Mm-hmm. Like I really I, like because they popped back and forth a number of times to you know the the real world i guess cuz we're still not 100% sure i wanted to see what what their interpretation of cuz she kept saying it's a subway yeah i wanted to see yeah, that guy see that. <laughs> yeah like she doesn't have her metro card and yeah so i mean so basically the premise of this book is that moon knight is or is not escaping a mental asylum um which either is or is not in new york city or Egypt. Hell's Kitchen, to be specific. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. Um, he and I love that also... because that means we might get him on the Netflix Hell's Kitchen shit. You know yes, what I'm talking it's about. Coming. Dude, it's fucking coming. I'm telling you. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's <laughs> coming and so are we. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the orderlies and the doctors that are there chasing after Mr. Mark Spector or Mr. Knight, as uh, his friends call him, are sometimes presented as... Um, humans and sometimes presented as uh their egyptian uh analogs amat the soul eater is the the main doctor and uh she has like two Mm -hmm. two dog-headed soldiers (coughs) who are the two orderlies um yeah it like they're basically trying to escape wherever the fuck they are and crawley is too old he ends up paying the fare to Anubis, the ferryman, who may also be just a subway guy who he gives his soul to. (laughs) Just kind of fucking, (laughs) like, having ridden the New York City subway system, like, imagining an old man just being like, I don't have any money, but take my soul, would totally fucking happen. Like, and... Yeah, I believe it. You know, a subway driver might just let him on. Um, Yeah, I, I have no idea what's going on with this book. I really like it, though. It looks incredible. Jordi Belair is doing the fucking Lord's work on on this book as far as coloring the, is concerned. Coloring is phenomenal. There, there's nothing that looks like this book. I that I don't know what the hell Jeff Lemire is writing in his notes that is getting Greg Smallwood and Jordi Belair to get to this point. Um, but the way the the way each panel is constructed, the the use and and lack of use of black outlines in a lot of stuff is really interesting. It's mm-hmm. it's a visually stunning book. It's one of the most interesting books on the stands right now. Um, I hope that they get on a more level-headed storytelling path eventually. Like, because I can't do this forever. Like, it's fun now, <laughs> but if this is just what the book is, like, I so so <clears throat> what you say we're not gonna go seven issues like fucking Venom Space Night. N- well, who knows, but. <laughs> I mean, they they can't keep this they can't keep this sort of confusing storytelling up forever because people will eventually get fucking sick of it and just want to see Moon Knight fucking face Bushmaster or Bushwhacker. Which one is he? Which is it? Oh my god! Now that, but I think it's Bushwhacker, but I feel like I'm wrong because the whole WWE dude. Yeah, the Bushwhackers, Luke and Butch. <laughs> fucking well, I I think they're trying to give Moon Knight new people to. Uh... To face. This is why I think they're going in this crazy Egyptian direction, trying to use the gods as ammo. And I'm I'm totally down with that. Like I'm totally fine with that. I I just 
this is good for now, but like I said, I don't think this has, like, you just, you can't keep this fucking madness up forever. You know? I agree. So, I like it. I mean, buy this book. You won't have any idea what the fuck is going on, but buy it anyway. And the good <clears> thing <throat> about that is you could pretty much jump on at any issue. Yeah. You don't have to go all the way back because you're still going to be confused as fuck. Yeah, you really will. And, like, this is coming from Evan, who fucking worships at the dick of Moon Knight. Like, there is, this is true. there is no no bigger Moon Knight fan that I have ever met. And if that guy is like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> what help? What hope do the rest of us have? I mean, you could tell. All right, you can. You understand the story. The story is relatively linear. The problem sure. is you don't know if it's real. Right. That's that's the point. And whether it's happening all in his head, or and I love that shit because that's you know, they've never used his illness to the fullest extent, and they're really <laughs> taking this ball and running. They really with are. It, Bendis tried to do it a little bit ago, where he was like taking on personalities of like the different superheroes. Yeah. It didn't really work as well as I think this is working. Um because I think Bendis played it too safe. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna dive down into schizophrenia, like fucking embrace it, I suppose. That is a deep dark hole. Is, <laughs> jump in. Jump in. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, buy this book. If if nothing else, just to fucking look at it. It looks so pretty. I love it. The covers are amazing. I, I love the way this yes. I love the way this oh book my looks. God. The the last page on here, them crawling out of a subway into New York that also has a pyramid in it and, and like flying dog soldiers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm in. I want to know what happens next. You got me Marvel. So yeah, I'm in. Um, and that the, 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 do you want to know what happens next page? That imagery? Oh my God. Of Marlene blowing away in the sand and him in the full moon night regalia. Yeah. 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 Badass. Yeah. So buy it for me, Evan. Obviously. Yeah. Duh. Dean. <laughs> Buy it. All right. Old Man Logan number seven. Um, God, these are coming so quick. Uh, and fuck, I love this book. Uh, we've talked about every issue so far. What's there I, even to fucking say? Just get the damn book. It's the same as last time. It's, I feel it's like two... I missed something, though. You, I you did. You missed two you weeks ago. You were here for one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, was that it? Yeah. The, the, here's the thing, though. Like, it's, it's the same. Well, it's not the same every week because the story keeps progressing. But it's it's that same feeling of like you get to the end of the book and you're like no more mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the same awesomeness every fucking time. Yep, still written by Jeff Lemire, still drawn by uh, Andrea Sorrentino. This this issue, I think, the most violent that we've had. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, spoilers, but yeah, he gets his fucking face torn off. Man, that's pretty. <laughs> There, there are faces torn off. There are arms cut off. There are decapitations. Like, all right. So, uh, basic quick wrap up of the story: the Reavers are still hunting Wolverine. Um, he is protecting uh, his future wife from an alternate timeline and her mother. Um, and he is doing it in quite a fucking violent manner. Um, <laughs> he fucking decapitates one dude after the dude tells him uh, that Lady Deathstrike is in town, going after him. And what I, I particularly loved, um, the double page, uh, I think it's eight and nine, of the skeletal oh Wolverine and all the, the skulls. Oh, coming out of the mouth? The, flash, the flashback imagery. Oh, my God. Is... Like, Jubilee's skull is there and his son. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, my God. It's, it's fucked like, up. Fucking That's harsh. Haunting, haunting picture, but it's, it's 
gorgeous. The little touches, like the barbed wire wrapped around his hand. <laughs> I, I mean, fucking beautiful, stunning. beautiful stuff. But um, so he's he's going after Deathstrike because she's got um, she's got the kid, she's got the mother, and she says, you know, Logan, here's the deal. Um, instead of doing this the way we normally do it, I'm going to let one of them go, and I'm going to kill the other one, but I'm going to let you pick. And I was like, dun, dun, dun. well, fuck, man, like that, <laughs> that's pretty harsh. Um, and she says she's doing it because he should have stayed dead. He's made too many goddamn enemies, and everybody is going to be coming to get him. She wanted to be first. So she came in here fucking half-cocked without a plan. It was just like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill people to get your attention. Um, because she, she had to be there first. She had to get back at him. And, you know, Wolverine, he makes it personal. He doesn't call her Deathstrike. He calls her Yuriko. And, you know, as she's holding um, Maureen, the daughter, um, who eventually grows up to be his wife in the Old Man Logan storyline, and her mother, you know, Wolverine um, tells the mom, you know, I promise I'll take care of her. And then calls out, you got the shot. And at that point, the fucking, the, the dippity doodah sheriff from like two issues ago shows up and fucking pumps a slug through Lady Deathstrike's back. And he's like, I, I got the shot. <laughs> fucking awesome. And Wolverine's like, all right, sweet. Now I got this bitch all to myself. Let's fucking do this. And she fucks him up to start like, and his inner monologue in this book is so good. It's a broken man who knows that all of this shit is his fault. The mm -hmm. reason this is happening to this town is because he's fucking there, and that is his whole life. He brings chaos. It follows him everywhere. And mm -hmm. he gives you a reason for why he's about to do some fucked up repugnant shit to Lady Deathstrike. And he then does said fucked up repugnant shit. He is bloodied and battered and he just fucking says, I, I have to let myself become like them. And he jumps up, and page 16 is Wolverine with half a face jumping over Lady Deathstrike and cutting off both of her arms with a giant snicket in the back. How come that hasn't happened before? Because that's her thing, is her hands. Right. She's just, I, I mean, she's a pretty badass fighter. Yes, I got it. But her thing... Is her hands different? Wolverine, man, he just don't give a fuck. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that—that's really what it comes down to. And I mean, this image is so bloody; it's so bloody and so gory, but so beautiful. And he like he fucking shreds her midsection to pieces, <laughs> and like the next panel is her just in a heap of body parts, fucking crawling away. Uh, it's oh god, it's it's incredible. <clears throat> the uh, the old sheriff. Uh, Stays with Logan, he wakes up, and, you know, he says, uh, I can't ever see Maureen and, and Trisha again. I have to leave. I don't know where the hell I'm going, but tell them I'm sorry for everything. And we get some more inner monologue, and we end this book with Wolverine saying, you know, I'm done waiting for the chaos to uh, find me. I'm going to be chaos now, and I'm coming for them all. It's like, oh, fuck. Wolverine, this Wolverine <laughs> on the hunt I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Do I want to know what happens next? I, uh, today, I want to know what happens next. Well, the the new one's called, like, Ronin or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the last Ronin. That's, that's going to be awesome. The Masterless Samurai. I'm so fucking in. Buy this book. 
buy this book, yes. buy multiple copies. Evan. Yes, absolutely. Real, I, you know what? Special shout out to Marcelo Milo, mm-hmm. the colorist. Mm-hmm. Some of, all right, the last that, you know, that throughout the entire book, he, she, whoever it is, did a phenomenal job. But the imagery where he is, like he wakes up and the, the bumbling sheriff mm-hmm. in here chatting. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm. The snow and the sun and the fire. And oh my God. So pretty. It's so pretty. It's a gorgeous book. It's a gorgeous book. It's probably my favorite, my favorite artistic representation on the stands right now. I fucking love it uh, desperately. And that last picture, the last Ronin picture. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> if you're not hyped after reading that, I mean, come on. <laughs> Dean, you're a robot. I, I bought 70 copies, made a blanket, and now cover myself <laughs> in them at night. <laughs> What's a better recommendation than that? Buy enough to make a fucking blanket out of them. That's how good this book is. All right, mm-hmm. and our final book of the week, um, to me, I think was the most surprising book of the week. I I, I, I give it second surprising because Green Arrow surprised the shit out of oh, me. Oh, well, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, we are talking, of course, about Marvel's big summer blockbuster, Civil War II, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by David Marquez. Uh, this puts Iron Man, yet again, uh, in contention with another group of heroes, this time led by uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. And the crux of this story is that a a new inhuman named Ulysses has the power to see the future. And based on that power, pretty much the entire Marvel Universe shows up in New York to fight a celestial and all uh, little celestial soldiers that this thing brings. And the celestials, for those who don't know, are an old Marvel concept. They are basically the most powerful beings in the universe. Um, and will fuck your shit up given the opportunity. <laughs> um, all of the Avengers get together. Uh, there's there's a beautiful line that I think that Tony Stark's here uh, gives right in the beginning uh, as Miles Morales, Spider-Man, who is still new to this universe, uh, there's a big boom on the panel. He's holy, what was that? And Iron Man responds with, that's the gorgeous sound of a sonic boom and a simultaneous thunderclap, which means Thor is here and is like, Oh, that's fucking badass. That was, that was fucking poetic. Tony. That was, that was amazing. (laughs) He must be sober. He must be sober. (laughs) And then the next panel is like the Marvel universe, fucking cables there and, uh, fucking Hawkeye and squirrel girl is there and Deadpool (laughs) and just fucking everybody you want to see is there. Nightcrawler, fucking Colossus, X-Men, Avengers, everybody, um, inhumans, old man, Logan, the whole thing. And I feel that should have been a double page. Spread. I feel like it should have Get been a couple more characters. Yeah, it should have been two. But they start they start the big fight with uh, the Celestial soldiers and then all of the sorcerers get together. Uh, Scarlet Witch, Damien Hellstrom, Dr. Voodoo, Wiccan, Shaman, Magic and Dr. Strange are all there together. And they cast uh, it was one of the things that Bendis started doing when he introduced Dr. Strange into the new Avengers 10 years ago. Um whenever Doctor Strange was going to cast a spell, whatever panel that was in, that the spell would appear at the top. So here it is, the group spell of Dimension Reversal, Book of the Vashanti, page uh, 2342. For future reference, in case you're ever in this situation. <laughs> I just I always thought that was a cool touch. 
<clears throat> all the all the uh, magic the magic people um, get together and they magic this celestial back to its own dimension, and that leads to a big party in Stark Tower and everybody's fucking together and you know let's celebrate everything and Rhodey's there and you know like there's some fun back and forth between Rhodey and Tony Stark of you know like hey uh you know he he tells him to uh Rhodey basically asks for a new suit and uh Tony says you know uh <laughs> you got the 4 billion dollars on you um you know he says it's the best friend discount just weld another gun to your shoulder doesn't look desperate or overly compensating or anything God, that was the best thing ever <laughs> fucking funny man <laughs> And he high-fives Beast as he gives that line. <laughs> it's dope. I love that. Um, but uh, She-Hulk, being fucking Debbie Downer here, uh, goes over to Captain Marvel and says, like, so how the fuck did we know this Celestial was, uh, was going to be here? She says, well, Inhumans. Conveniently enough, they're all standing over there. Let's get together and have a little group think and discussion. Let's unpack what happened. So they, uh, they bring in Ulysses. And he tells them, like, look, pretty much I can see the future. Um, I can see what's going to happen. They bring in uh, uh, Jean Grey, young Jean Grey from the new X-Men. Um, she tries to read his mind, and she can't. His mind is unreadable. It's a closed. It's a closed system. Um, it's, it's a closed system, which Spider-Man asks, like a MacBook. Um <laughs> this book was really funny this was like vintage bendis it was really good mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and immediately captain marvel carol danvers says you looking for a job which tony stark is like uh the fuck <laughs> exactly because here's a kid we don't know that you met literally five minutes ago his mind cannot be read by one of the most powerful telepaths on the planet and you're just like Come on, let's let's do it. And Carol responds with what I thought was a really good line in this situation. Tony, he's, he basically says, that's good enough for you. And her response is, it was good enough for you yesterday. It's like, all right, fair enough. That's a, that's a fair point. Well, well played, Carol. Um, point blue team. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of back and forth after that of Tony saying, you know, like, look, we don't know what is... is what this kid's power is. We don't know if it's possible events and where does that stop? Um, and he <laughs> tells quite a funny story about <clears throat> what if the Hulk, uh, decided to have sex with Ultron and a baby was about to pop out. Do we go stop the Hulk from having sex with Ultron? Which no. And <laughs> Spider-Man's response is I'd pay to see that movie. You, you forgot the best part. He has, he, they, they bang, then they have a baby who is Hitler. Oh, yeah, who is Hitler. Sorry, that is the best part. And the baby comes out as the reincarnation of Hitler. Spider-Man says he, was, he would pay to see that movie. Everyone agrees that, yes, we all would, but do we stop him, right? And that's another interesting question. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of interesting questions going into this Civil War. Um, Tony obviously does not like it. Um, he says because he is a futurist, he respects the future, and he's worried about, like, where... Where do we draw the line? Like, at what point do we say, like, this is a thing we should change, this is a thing we should not change? Um, then we flash forward a little bit. Ulysses has another vision. Uh, Tony is in, in his lab trying to find his armor, and Friday won't tell him where it is because 
he told Friday not to <laughs> because they're testing out it's the a... new stealth mode. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, he, apparently he's been in his lab looking for the armor for two hours and he just can't fucking find it, which is really goddamn funny. And this book really is like it's 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 it knows itself like that whole little comment. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to have a morality debate with you, Steve. Mm-hmm. When we do that, it goes poorly for us. I'm like, OK, all right. This book knows what it it's, is. It's, it's very self-aware. And this is Bendis at his best, because what Bendis is really good at doing is giving you those light character moments where you're like, oh, this is a funny book. And then he just fucking punches you in the dick with. Which, which really, what it's happened. coming. It, it, it's coming because uh, Miss Watson comes in. The new Pepper Potts, Mary Jane Watson, comes in and uh, she says it's Rhodey. Tony's like, "Oh, he's here," and she responds with, "He's gone." And the next page is Tony, fucking punching his way through the head, the the rooftop of the Triskelion, rips open a door, and. The war machine armor is beat to shit, and there is just a white, bloody sheet covering Rhodey. It's not just beat to shit, man. It's like almost obliterated. And I, fu- I fucking damn near rolled a tear, man. I was like, "Oh yeah, oh my god!" Like, and Tony just starts analyze. Like he, his mind automatically goes to that analytical of like the power that would, that have to be there to do this. Like the impact sense. Blah. How did this happen? And you know, Maria Hill explains that Captain Marvel put together a task force and that just sets Tony off. He starts freaking the fuck out, like looking to find her. And he finds out that she's in a hospital room behind him. Um, and he opens the curtain and She-Hulk is in a bed obliterated. I mean, She-Hulk is just fucked up. Captain Marvel is sitting there fucked up. Um, she says she doesn't know if She-Hulk's ever going to walk again if she's even going to wake up and Tony explain, you know what, what the hell happened? Captain Marvel explains Thanos. We Ulysses had a vision that Thanos was going to get up to some Thanos type shit. And we decided to go ambush him and we got him. He's in, he's in prison, but Thanos killed Rhodey. And there's just this, I, I mean, a stunningly good panel oh, yeah. Yeah. of Thanos just fucking fucking roadie to pieces now see i i didn't even i didn't even get that it was thanos doing thanos things it was ulysses just saying that thanos was gonna be there and i think that was it i i don't they didn't really say he was gonna do a bad thing they just said he was gonna be there and that was enough for them to show up yeah and uh that that's where that sort of morality goes in because I don't know. Maybe he was just going to the fucking intergalactic Seven Eleven, getting like a delicious space taco, and maybe. now you're all up in his shit. Who doesn't love fucking space tacos, man? But I, so I, all of that Tony basically drives Tony to say, "You killed my best friend. You killed him as as if you did it with your own hands by doing this." You know, and Carol responds with, "He's a fucking soldier, man. Like people die. You know, he volunteered to go on this mission, and you know." Tony, again, is basically saying, fucking no, you can't play God. God damn it. You cannot play God like this. You cannot make these decisions. And She-Hulk wakes up, grabs Carol. Her face, I mean, Captain Marvel's face lights up. And She-Hulk says to her, fight for it. It's our future, not his. Fight for it. 
and then She-Hulk fucking dies. Flatlines right Flatlines right after she fucking says fight for it. Captain Marvel's face that was so happy four panels ago is just distraught with emotion and tears. And the last panel is Iron Man just fucking flying out of the Triskelion, going to fucking find Ulysses. And this was good. All right. So I, I've seen this story before. If I'm not mistaken, it's in the next issue where Tom Cruise shows yes. up. <laughs> and he plots report. with Owen. <laughs> You've seen this too. I have seen this too, but this was good, man. This was good. Like, I, I'm usually not a big fan of superhero death for no reason. This had a reason. Rhodey and She-Hulk being killed in this book. And we don't know if She-Hulk's dead. Like, they're trying to... Where we leave it is them with the shock paddles and, like, trying to revive her, which who the fuck knows. Rhodey is definitely dead, though. And killing Rhodey is such a huge blow to... I mean, we just read last week, Rhodey is president. And we were like, oh, fuck, what a great idea. That makes perfect sense. And now he's fucking dead. It's just like... Now he's a dead president. God damn it. That's right. That was that was a good fucking movie. <laughs> Slap him on the, the twenty dollar bill. <laughs> Holy shit, that was a good movie. Um, so I f- I fucking love this Point book. Break. <laughs> <laughs> I love this book. I, this is vintage Bendis. David Marquez's artwork. I think David Marquez may be one of the most underrated artists out there. He is phenomenally good at everything he does. He can capture. I mean, his facial work is is outstanding. His action scenes are fantastic his panel to panel transitions uh, the the dude's just all all world man that that's what i was gonna say uh what got me was the emotion that was displayed when they were on the triskelion those scenes were so incredibly powerful like seeing just tony's reaction like I felt angry like i could just see it seething off of him yeah. and i was like oh my god like this and of course, like his best fucking friend died, and like he's blaming Carol for that, like the only person that he can, because he wasn't even supposed to be there. He just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, and shit, man. That 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 fucking that was rough to even like read because it, it was just so sad and kind of scary to watch Tony just blow up like that. And what what I think they're doing a much better job of this time around in the original Civil War event. It was pretty obvious that we were meant to cheer for Cap. Like, mm-hmm. we, we were set up to be on Team Captain America. And, of course, like, we all were. Like, Tony, you're being a dick. Stop it. In this one, I don't know. Both of them have really good points. Yeah, like, I, I tend to side with Tony because you're messing with things you don't know. Like... They they made a pretty good point of like like you said you know it's 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 a probable future but it's not the future that the kid is seeing because if it was then those uh, celestials would have fucking blown everything up and that would have been the end of it but it didn't happen that way did it so yeah it's 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 kind of scary to think about like it's it's one thing to take advice from it it's another thing to act upon it all yeah. the times. So yeah, it's it's really interesting, and uh, I, I'm actually really excited to see where this goes. What did you think, Evan? Um, I enjoyed the book. I thought it was good. I thought they did a really good job. The only problem that I have with this type of story is that it's going to hit 
every fucking book mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me. Like it's not <clears throat> like um if I'm not mistaken, Civil War did the Civil War tie-ins as single issues. Yeah. And every once in a while tapped into for the side story into a speci- an, you know another title. Right. This is all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Like Deadpool 14, Captain Marvel number 6, New Avengers number 12, Nova number 8. If they want me to read this storyline, I have to pick up fucking Totally Awesome Hulk number 7. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. It's like, just that not bothers happen. me. Yeah. Well, and they did such a good job, I think, with Secret War of not making mm-hmm. you do that. I think Secret War was perfectly contained within its own issues. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't see in their listing. I don't see another civil war. I don't see civil war two number two <laughs> for quite a while. Yeah, it's so like that is frustrating because you. It's one of those I like, you know, when you're collecting a a um like a, a trade to do this in, and you're saying oh like includes issues like X Y Z. It's going to be so confusing to even keep a, like a chronology going on yeah. here because it's just so over all over the place. Like you know, what if someone does want to get the single issues one day? That's going to be a really hard thing to do because it's going to end up being like uh, the Court of Owls stuff where, you know, all right, you know, you get you got the the main story and then you got all these other ones that bleed into the other books. Uh, that you, if you want to get the full experience, that's what you need. However, in this one, that's like that's not optional this time. That's what you have to do, which kind of sucks. Yeah, yes. it's the worst example of that I ever saw was the Bruce Wayne murderer storyline. Because I was like, I was really into that book. I thought it was a great idea. And then there was an issue of like a Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn book at the time, and it had the Bruce Wayne murderer part twelve like up at the top. So like, I bought the issue it was like three fifty or whatever. And literally the only tie-in it had to the Bruce Wayne murderer storyline was there was, like, a panel where there was a news report on TV of, like, Bruce Wayne arrested today, and that was it. I was like, fucking suck every dick. Every single one. I I don't think Marvel will make that mistake. However, like, uh, I I can't imagine they will. They've done it before. They have. I hope they've learned. And they've done it before with this title. Yeah, Yeah, they have. Um, So... They they've been pretty on point with their their newer stuff though. Like I mean, to be honest, we we review most of these Marvel books in a pretty positive light most of the time. Most of the time, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, either I, way, this book was really good. Like, yes, this specific issue was very good. Yeah, I'm I, I I'm assuming, like, are these coming? Like, it's 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 so hard to read the ad, understand the advertisements for it. Mm-hmm. Like, is Captain Marvel and the new Avengers books coming out in the same week? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out because we're going to fucking read them, I suppose. Um, so, I, I mean, it was a buy it from me. Evan, it sounds like a buy it from you. Yeah. yeah. Dean. Check it out. Yeah, buy it, dude. And Matt said buy it, too. I, he didn't, but I'm saying he did. Um, buy it, oof. too. <laughs> Get to back over here. <laughs> She's upstairs now. Sorry. Um <laughs> Damn, so a fucking big week of comics, man. Like, a really big week. A good week for Marvel. Kind of a hit or miss week for DC. Um, for us, anyway. I mean, your mileage may vary depending on, on how hyped you are for Rebirth. But, you know, that that's going to wrap up issue 87. Um, announcer guy, say a couple things. 
Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners, did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan! Thanks again, announcer guy, and honestly, thank you for listening to us ramble yet again about comic books for an hour. We really do appreciate it. If you have a moment when you're done listening to uh, this fine, fine Geek Aid produced podcast, why don't you head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and a a nice little review. Just a couple words. You know, not much. 140 characters. That's what you're used to. Um, Just, it's the best way to get more eyes and ears on the show, and uh, it's absolutely free of charge. Uh, Join us again next week when we talk about some more Civil War stuff and uh, some more Rebirth stuff. Aquaman Rebirth comes out next week. Will we be as pleasantly surprised by that as we were by New 52 Aquaman? I doubt it, but but we're going to find out. Not likely. Not fucking likely, because it's not Jeff Johns, but goddammit, we'll give it a shot anyway. Um, If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us uh, an email, mail at geekade.com. If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can follow us uh, on Twitter. You can follow me, Twitter or Instagram, at GeekAidDan. You can follow Evan. Uh, GeekAid underscore Evan. You can follow Dean. Kimono underscore Vestal. And you can follow Matt. GeekAid Matt. There you go. Thank you. No, you should just let it be silent. At GeekAid Matt. Uh, I was going to say something, but I lost it. I don't remember what it was now. Um, next week we'll be back to uh, full strength with a whole new slew of issues until that time for Matt Much for Evan Goldstein for Dean DeFalco for Tiffany Ryan and for Dan Ryan I am Dan Ryan Player's Choice got best <laughs> Player's Choice got best now let's do it alright